Good evening, cruisers. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tonight, we will be exploring a crazy motorized material called liquid crystal elastomers. This is either something out of a, a nightmare or candy land, depending on how you look at it. They can take a serious beating and still perform motion when triggered. So, ladies and gentle cruisers, you are tuned into Cruising on the Cutting Edge. I am Wellington Froelich, your host and faithful driver as we cruise across the country, scouring for the best stories of research and most beguiling tales of technology at our universities across the country. Last time we cruised, we learned about the strange behavior our brains exhibit when we crave uh, to binge eat. It's sort of like a low electrical pulse that they can pick up through a device and trigger an implant that shocks that area of the brain. Of course, it's got me thinking how if you don't know what to say to someone you're attracted to, like say at the park or something, try try something along the lines of, would you like to binge eat with me? Your, your beauty is making me crave and the only way to shock me out of it is if you went on a date with me. <laughs> of course, I always spice that up with some throwing some crazy terms out there from the research paper, you know. This week, we are headed to Pennsylvania, to Carnegie Mellon, to dive deep into the world of liquid crystal actuators. Before we get on the road, I want to fuel up with a few announcements. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed their holidays, Christmas, and had a happy new year. Uh, this year, I think, will be very interesting. Uh, I'm not sure what technology will see breakthroughs, but I imagine that there will be some super interesting ones. So the matter then becomes what areas will they be in? I know I am hoping for some interesting breakthroughs in nuclear fusion. That has caused some buzz in the news recently uh, from my understanding Liver Lawrence Livermore National Lab was able to produce energy, but um, it's still minimal. I think that they're heading down the right path though. So I also hope to learn more about strange materials new quantum topics, and other fascinating developments in the fields of, you know, biomolecular and medical engineering. Um, I, actually, I've been invited to attend the thesis defense of a friend of mine who works in that field, so very, I'm very excited about that and looking forward to it. Um, the other topic I am super interested in that may not be at the forefront of people's brains is communication technologies, specifically to super long distances into space. I don't know, it's just a personal, personal uh, fancy of mine. Uh, and lastly, I'm looking forward to cool cars, new prototypes, new technologies, and so many wicked designs. Uh, that's, you know, the other half of this show, of course. So <laughs> what do you think would be cool to see this year? What about, you know, what do your families think? What technology would you like to see developed? What about like anti-aging technology? That seems to pique people's interest. Let me know. Okay, cruisers, it is time to hop into our 1949. Oh my goodness, I don't say this name, but Fajol Supersonic Blue and Yellow Open Air Cockpit Prototype. This car looks like a painting. The simple, it's got very simple lines, but uh, curves that stretch far beyond like the dash. 
which make it look like a very sleek bullet that's painted blue and yellow, or like a ground version of the uh, Thundering Angels. I think that's what they're called. You know, the Navy pilots there. Flying Angels, something like that. <clears throat> so, uh, and of course, it's accompanied with fins in the back. All right, back on campus, they easily recognize our merry band. Um, and uh, it must be the odd vehicle we were driving. Anyway, the books are dusted off and we're led directly into the main library of the campus. A student actually directs us to a particular row of shelves and pulls back a document, pointing out the date, but encouraging us to read it anyway. Thinking this dusty parchment must contain something fascinating, we peel back the cover and begin to peer in. In this 2019 paper titled, A Multifunctional Shape Morphing Elastomer with Liquid Metal Inclusions by Michael Ford, uh, Cedric Ambulo et al. We learn about this material researchers have been working with for a while called liquid crystal elastomers. And how these folks have made it electrically conductive without losing its strength. So cruisers first, we will take a trip down Theory Lane, followed by a pass through Hardware and Testing Square, and finally a turn back onto the on-ramp to the future. What is a liquid crystal elastomer? In fact, you're probably looking at one right now. LCDs, or liquid crystal displays, are on all sorts of devices, your phone, your laptop, your TV screen, and they're made up of a type of material an example is a lab-grown molecule called 4-pentyl-4-cyanobiphenyl. That's just an example. And it's a series of carbons and hydrogens along with some other things. Now, that didn't, pro that didn't provide enough explanation, I know, but I wanted to give you some context. In the world, most substances are gases, liquids, or solids. But there are materials that just don't fit in those buckets. Things like jello and soap bubbles. Not quite liquid, not quite solid. These are called liquid crystals, or at least the ones between solids and liquids. Named such because their molecules are arranged in a mild kind of order. Not like a solid in which everything points in the same direction, is still, and so forth, but also not completely free like a liquid. So they have some very interesting properties, including acting. They're best known for the performance in your phone screens. So triggered by the right voltage, a liquid crystal material acts as a gate and lets a certain color of light through, bringing up, you know, whatever it is on, um, the 6 million pixels embedded in your phone screen. White for your text messages and black for the lettering and all that stuff. So, now granted, I would argue that they tend to be more fluidic than solid, especially in your phone screens. Uh, and I would never expect something of the same caliber mass as jello or soap bubble to pick up several ounces of weight and now this is where research, uh, these researchers come into play. Their novel use of a liquid metal particle infused into a typical liquid crystal formula 
um, gives us this new material, this new type of liquid crystal elastomer. Um, I read how they actually for, formulate this stuff. Um, and it's, it really is like a witch's brew. You know, one frog leg in boiling cauldron, and if air bubbles throw in a crow's eye. I mean, it's not really that way, but it's very close. And, and instead of those ingredients, imagine a bunch of words that would take ages to pronounce instead, like acroloiloxypropiloxy. Yeah. <laughs> they do heat it up, stick it in a vacuum to suck any air out, um, and apply pressure to the putty to help make it conductive. Um, I took a look at the chain of the molecule they synthesized, and it included hydrogen, sulfur, and oxygen to create this particular elastomer. So once the magic ingredient, um, which is liquid drops of gallium, this sort of metallic substance, was introduced, this new stretchy elastomer can perform all sorts of tricks, like contract and expand when heated, act as a component in touch sensors, so that if you touch it, something will happen, like a current um, flows through it, and then actually take that current and illuminate an LED that's embedded on the stretchy material. And they can do that all at the same time, but that's not even the best part. And I'll get into that next. Okay, cruisers, it is time to take a turn down hardware and testing square. Can't make this stuff up. This is how fascinating and unintuitive the whole ordeal here in their in their research is. So they really do put this stuff through the ringer. Let me tell you. First, they suspend it from a bar and clipped a hundred gram or three and a half ounce weight to the bottom of this thin, almost looks like a stretched out fruit roll-up um, putty. Then they uh, heated up with a heat gun and watched it raise the weight up very slowly. It took about 20 seconds to raise it up, um, like 10, uh, 10 millimeters. But I was already blown away by this whole thing. It just looks counterintuitive. How can you know such a thin, almost melting thing hoist up mass? <laughs> the next test was in cooler climes. They stuck it in a fridge and let it cool down to the ambient freezing temperature and causing it to sort of expand, which is interesting. Then they opened the fridge door and saw it hoist up the weight again. So they've proven it's durable in a great range of temperatures. Next, they made a new strip of this material and applied continuous pressure to its ends to make it conductive. So they, pressed down on it and turned it into a conductive metallic putty. They then soldered on an LED and hooked up leads of a circuit to one end of this tab or this fruit roll-up kind of thing um, and uh, watched and passed current through this material and watched as the current actually burned a path through the liquid crystal metal elastomer to the LED which lit up bright red. They actually did include a photo of it and it looks really cool. But then ladies and gentlemen, cruisers, they took a hole punch and pushed a hole right out of the center of the path that it had just formed to get current to the LED and back. And lo and behold, 
It wiggled its way around the chasm that it just created um, and, and, and formed a, a separate path back to the LED, which turned bright red again. That's not all. That is not all. We're just getting started here. But then they took that same piece and suspended it vertically again. And they also clipped weight on it and let it hang. And then they heated it up and it contracted, lifting the weight up as expected and illuminating the LED uh, as expected again. But they weren't done. Because then they attacked it with the hole punch again. And this time they were very vicious. They really went at it. I mean, at some point, the LED stopped illuminating. Guess there wasn't enough conductive material. But they tore a giant hole in the middle of this stretchy band. And yet it still hoisted the weight up to the same height. Um, it had taken so much out of it by the time the video ended. It looked like the Western Front in World War One or something like that. One other test they performed that I thought was funny and it looked very interesting was sending current through its length while it had some rubber uh, affixed or glued, I don't know exactly how they did it, to the ends of it so that it bent up in an arc while it rested on the table and then elongated. The rubber helped it uh, actually scooch across the table like a caterpillar. So folks, uh, this material is really interesting, not only in theory, but also in testing. I think cruisers, it is now time to hop, uh, hop back onto the on-ramp to the future. So cruisers, the obvious question that we have all been asking ourselves is, is it edible? <laughs> Turns out, according to a quick Google search, eating excessive amounts of metal uh, can damage vital organs. So no, um, we don't want that. But maybe it could be implemented in trash compacting. Um, you know, even if something sharp protruded through this material, it would still be able to cinch it down. I'm not sure it would be as efficient as or effective as what we've got today. But, um, you know, I'm just getting my brain fired up here. So bear with me. Um, I think there's a there has to be some potential application here for power generation. If you take, you know, if you take it at its core value, it lifts something up to a certain predetermined height when it gets heated. Also, while being a, a conductive so it can light up lights so take for example a simple geothermal heating route like the one we looked at during the live stream today water travels deep into the earth to get heated up by the core's energy goes about uh 300 feet down that's all you need um so it gets heated up by the core's energy and comes back up out piping hot that in turn heats up another water line which changes its uh, exchanges its heat with the final water line and shoots out steam. Only when it gets hot enough should the last line open to let that hot air out. So this would be a completely passive device that would just have to be sealed. That, that would be the hard part of my opinion. But it would require no energy to hoist itself up to let steam flow through and no energy to lower back down to block it. The major application for this kind of material, though, is going to be wearable devices and robotics. So think about, I don't know, a spine correcting device that will actively help you keep your posture straight uh, when you sit too long against a chair, perhaps, that might heat it up and trigger it. 
uh, or perhaps a gripping device that can help you move your fingers post-operation and adjust back to normal. So this sort of thing is quite interesting. One fun idea that came my way today after hunting for the right story was to use shape-shifting morphing materials to create a clothing that helps astronauts adjust to the gravity of the Earth when they return from the space station. There's this lady at the University of Minnesota who worked up an idea for metallic wool made of nickel titanium that could contract to help keep folks upright and um, expand when they go to sleep. And so it's not, comf it's, it's not uncomfortable. Oh, they could also take it off, of course. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, you know, different than a cast. So it's, it's super interesting field with some very cool applications for the future. My, my crazy idea is maybe sometime deep in, in, into this century or next or the one after that, all clothing will be lined with materials like this so that you can program your clothing to stretch when you grow and shrink when you shrink. <laughs> I really like that idea, actually, for myself, because I've done a lot of both in my life. So thank you so much, Cruisers, for tuning in. Uh, be sure to let me know what you think about this you know, crazy content. I definitely recommend looking at these videos if you get the chance. Just look up the title of this paper on YouTube. It's called A Multifunctional Shape Morphing Elastomer with Liquid Metal Inclusions by Michael Ford at Al. Um, and anyway, you should find it on YouTube. It's really, really freaky and kind of disturbing, honestly. <laughs> also, share that video with your friends and family. They'll definitely want to see it. Please leave a comment on wherever you're listening from, uh, or share the podcast with anyone who think, who you think needs to be engaged more with their minds. <laughs> I hope to see y'all have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you back in the leather bucket seats next time. My song recommendation for this week is Fanfare for the Common Man by Aaron Copeland. One of the best, of the best, most uplifting classical songs out there. Go check it out. <laughs>